delightful. Yes. Well, Chad, what episode is this, Chad? <laughs> well, episode number 160 of Slappercast, ladies and gentlemen. It's 80 times two for the people at home. This marks 100 episodes, I believe. Maybe subtract a couple. 100 video episodes of uh, of this show. Whew. Give or take a couple. Because if wow. we skip it. Now I care even less. <laughs> this is called the Lubeless Show. We're going to have... We're going to just straight in there, done, just just get, get it in, done, get in and, and get out. take off. All right. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Yeah. We're out of here. So uh, what's everybody doing? What are you doing in there? Drinking some coffee. With my, good, good, good. With my e-mug. Got a big e on it. With some oh, look at that. Birds. Yeah. Very cool. I, I've, got nothing, mm, I I've, got no, I've got nothing exciting. Just the uh, enchanted. Yeah. Tiki Room from Walt Disney World. Well, there you oh. go. So, uh, for those who missed it, and it wasn't many, <laughs> uh, we had a we had a ball down in uh, Galveston with uh, with our good friend Luba Dvorak running sound for us on our brand new board. And uh, we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks too. We're we're talking about the the difference, the sonic difference that. The, these speakers have had the, this ability the whole time. We gave it the magic feather and they put it in its trunk and now it's a, it's a, but the sound coming off that fucking stage, holy crap. We were, we're just, when you feel that, when you feel the, the, the kick drum through the bottom of your feet and you can see the, you know, you could just see the speakers, the speakers are in heaven. They're just, the, the, this is what we, you know, this is what we were built for. And, and then everything just went, just downhill from there in a good way. It was just, <laughs> you know, hands off the steering wheel, just as fast as you, fast as you like, uh, just brilliant. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So even the inner mixes were better, which, the which inner, was the inner w- which mixes. Was, the, the, so the monitor mixes that were going inside the skull were, I, I just, I, I screwed up uh, many, many guitar parts because I was, <laughs> I, the, right. the clarity in my head was, just, I mean, it, 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 it's like listening to like a to a, a boy's own record or Backstreet Girls or the Spice Kids or whatever. It was, but it was a, uh, it was just Cardi G. What's that? You know exactly. Oh. So uh, yeah, but it was it was it was mind blowing, and, and you know, and of course, I'm I'm trying to give Luba the 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 the, the biggest compliment I can. I said this, is, and he's a yeah, it's it's what I do. He's yeah, he's. Such very a very low key, very low key. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the crowd this year was surprisingly tame for for drunken monkeys. If you're in Galveston, it's a definite definite stop. Characters, characters in there. Sam and Brian running the place, and um, just uh, you know, everybody so nice. But it, it's such a it's such a it's a dive bar. It's a true dive bar with regulars that will only drink at that bar. If that bar closes, they're not going to drink. <laughs> I don't even know if they're going to drink at home. Okay, maybe not. But uh, you know, it, that is their that's their home. That's yeah. a, that's a true dive neighborhood bar, and uh-huh. well worth checking out. Yeah, I guess the we could kind of tell from our standpoint there because the parade runs right past uh, Drunken Monkeys on Strand, and uh, it didn't seem like the turnout, the parade turnout itself was what had happened was, in the past that was lacking definitely yeah. and, and the weather was gorgeous yeah the I mean, weather it was, was gorgeous it was 
cool, but it wasn't too cold. Um, it wasn't wet. You know, we've, we played shows out there where it was constant misting. Was it, did, were you there that night, Eric? Was that, or was that a, was that before you joined? Yeah, that was, was I just, don't know. The last time that? we played there, it was 2020. Yeah. Right before the, everything got shut down and I don't remember the weather. I actually. think maybe that was still Mike. It, it, it was, it was cold, but no, that, that year it was Mike because I remember that night I had, I had my green guitar, my, uh, my thin green guitar, uh, and the, the gear was so wet. Mm-hmm. How wet was it? It was so wet that when, when I had to take the, I had to take all I had to empty everything out at the, at the car wash, I had to take this, the stuff out cause the, the, the floor, the floor mats, I have a, uh, floor mats under, under all the gear, but I had to vacuum those dry and then spray everything down because it was, it was, it was going to be, it was going to be mold city in there after all. Like, and then of course then I had to wipe all the gear down and just let everything air out. It was, it was fucking, I mean, it may as well have rained on us. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. we, we had many a nights uh, back in, back in the Fido days where we would set up outside. And again, we, we were, we were being smug pricks about it too, because we would drive in on certain nights, we would drive in through hurricane style winds and rain and what, and set up and play outside and it would be fine. Yeah. Then there was, there was a couple of nights and I can remember too, too vividly. There was probably more than that in, in, in our long run there, but, there was a there was a couple of uh, there was one in particular, one night in particular that we we said ah oh, fuck it we'll we'll set up outside and we'll just risk it, and of course you know we're halfway through the set and the first couple of raindrops came down, oh boy, and then did the rest come dead? Then did the rest follow? All his brothers and sisters and aunts and other it's just fucking torrential. So you know you, when that happens when that happens you're just you, you know, you, you you go for the, the the most expensive electronics first, and supposedly, supposedly, and just and get them out of because you know your soundboard goes, you're dead. You, you know, mm-hmm. your amplifier goes, you can probably get something. You know, probably rig something, but soundboard goes, you're dead. Everything's plugged into the soundboard, so you can't, you know, you can't just reef that out of there and then you fuck your speakers up and then your speakers got to be next level. But it's just. It's a fucking, you know, when they say shit show, that's, that's exactly what they're talking about is getting caught in the rain without a pina colada or a fucking, um, <laughs> I was just thinking of, of a, it's a really early show we did when the, where the original lineup, and I think it was a private party we played outside somewhere around kind of this little tiny platform. Um, this was Brian Vogel and Turi Hoyseth on fiddle, Brian Vogel on drums. And there was a, we got pretty much all the way through the set, but as we're, or the show, and as we're getting towards the end of it, we see the storm that's right directly in front of us, heading towards us. And we're like, okay, we, we couldn't, we're trying to certain how fast it was moving and it's starting to get windier. And so we kind of like, finished the last couple of songs that we had and then packed up. And as soon as we start packing up, it starts coming down. And we, I think we managed to get everything in the van before it was like really coming down, but then like very narrowly avoided getting completely inundated. Then there was the other time, which I believe we've mentioned before, which was the, the, the one in San Antonio where we couldn't even get the stuff out of the car. Yeah. You're but, right. we, but we had showed up and the sound guy. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, the German dude. Dieter. 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 Dieter yeah. yeah. He was outside and those cons, the, the, the people that had the, the people that organized the festival left him. 
They just yeah. left him and he's out there with all his gear and there's just these crappy little pop-up tents, you know, from, you know, the $20 little crap, crappy little pop-ups from Academy, those, those ones, you know, you just, you know, you're, you're only putting them out there for sport, for the, for the, for the breeze to, to, to play badminton with them or pickleball to be mm-hmm. continued. And he was just fucking drenched and all his, all, all the tents were taking, you know, were taking on so much water that they were starting to rupture and, yeah, you know, so all his gear was getting just and and and, and there was nothing we could do. And there was mm-hmm. and there was so much lightning too. We're, we're sitting in the van and he's like sitting under a you know a, 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 it was a stable uh, canopy thing that was that wasn't going to. But he was just watching all of his gear just be fucking. You know, it was just it was heartbreaking, mm-hmm. heartbreaking yeah. watching that. Yeah, they, this year you know and March is at March is a bitch as well for 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 that you know because today it's. Today, Tuesday, it's what eighty degrees outside and sunny, and but Paddy's Day can turn on you. And you know, luckily this year we're indoors in a, not only a beautiful setting, but there's no chance of rain. There's no chance of wind or elements. There's just a hundred percent chance of rock and roll and right. great sound and night of your life, time yeah. of your life. Where is that again? Heights Theater, Paddy's Day, Nineteenth Street. Houston, yeah. Texas. Houston, Texas. Yeah. yeah. You're going to start seeing flyers all over the place today. Well, actually, last last Wednesday. But that's okay. This show is maybe the third show that we played indoors on Patty's Day. Right? Because third ever? The very first one I played with you was we did, we had two two main gigs. There was one at Slauncha downtown, which is now Molly's downtown. And then we had Brian O'Neill's. Brian O'Neill's was on the patio that day under a tent. Slauncha was inside. And then the only other time I can remember doing Patty's Day inside was at the Continental Club, the, the two times we did it at the Continental, which I think was 2010 and 2011. So every other year we've been at Brian O'Neill. I'm sorry, Brian yeah. O'Bannon's outside under the tent. Yeah. Yeah. A year at the Continental that we played with you, that oldies band played with you guys with the Orc. It was hmm? it started outside. Yeah. And then moved inside for the nighttime part of portion. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I don't think Blaggard's played outside though, those shows. I could be wrong, but are you sure? Yeah, pretty sure we only played. There were once. a lot of people dressed in uh, blackguard outfits standing outside. Uh, the the Stout Irish Fest was that. Uh, oh no! Wait a minute. No, I I have, I have pictures to prove it. <laughs> you, yeah, I know we had an outdoor thing. I just can't remember yourself. if we played outside yeah. because we started in the afternoon and it was oldies orc blaggers, oldies orc blaggers, and then by about eight o'clock or so, we moved everything inside. And played from eight to two oh. inside. Well, maybe I'm. I guess I'm wrong. Yeah, you are wrong, motherfucker. I'm <laughs> telling you the truth. I know what's going on. I didn't even drink that much that day. <laughs> now, now, wow. you see, now your memory. No, yeah. no, no. He's. You see, he was. He started off on the right side, but then he just goes dark real quick. No, you, there's said, no I way. Said, I said that much. <laughs> How much? How much is that much? Exactly. So give us a good pina colada getting caught in the rain. Load it, load out, load in story, Eric C. Hughes. Uh, three years ago, four years ago, I played um, the White Linen Fest over and over again on 19th Street, where the Heights Theater is, where Black will be playing on September, I mean, March 17th, sorry, September. That's my, that's my birthday. I'm already thinking about my birthday. Um, and I was playing with a band called Hard Luck Revival. That's uh, some friends of mine, um, Steve Schultz and uh, Mike, um, you know, Mike, yeah. Mike P, Mike, Mike Porter. P. Yeah. Uh, those guys, old old school punk rockers from the day. Now they have that kind of a quasi country band. Anyway, so we're playing. There's a big antique store there, or not a big antique store. There is a big antique store, but the other store is called it's some shishi women's thing, and it's one of the bigger storefronts. And we're playing on the street 
in front of it because they close off the street. It's a big deal. It's all this stuff. And we're playing. It's beautiful. Of course, it's in August, so it's hotter than balls, but it's beautiful night. And all of a sudden, like, like out of nowhere, typical Houston summertime, here comes the rain, like instantly. And it's dumping and it's like, you know, 20 gallons a, a second or whatever. And um, we had a tent sort of over us. So we all were kind of huddling in the tent. But the thing about rain, especially when there's concrete and pavement involved, it accumulates quickly. And I look back to where my drums were and um, the bass drum pedal was under that much water, and which means that the bottom of the drum was under that much water. So I was like, oh, shit. Okay, cool. So, yeah. so then we, <laughs> we tried to push everything further into the tent. And meanwhile, there's people trying to get under there as well so that we have gear and all the guitar amps and shit like that. And we're all like in this space. And we finally, the rain, of course, like within five minutes was gone. Sun comes out again. So now it's not only is it extremely humid, it's also fucking boiling, you know, hot temperatures. We decided to go back inside the store and find a corner to play in. It was, it was kind of a mess. But one of those things that happens in Houston in the summertime. Yeah, which well, especially for people that you know, for Europeans and whatnot, you know, all of our all of our night. I, I don't know the percentage. I would guess what 85 percent of our shows are out, outdoors. Would you would you would you say? Do you think a lot of them? Yeah, most of them. Yeah. Um, so you're you're you really do you run a risk of you run a risk of you know a cancellation. You know, if it's if it's been raining all week, they're just not going to even mess with it. And B, you run risk of hey, you know, well. You know, do you want to do it or not? You know, is your gear insured? <laughs> Have you ever lost any gear for, for, from a from a storm? I, we've had we've had gear break over time because yeah. you know the soundboard would get would get wet, and we think we'd fixed it. And you know, you know, drum, just, drums are pretty resilient because if they don't have a plastic covering on the shell, they have plastic heads. So the only thing you want to worry about is um, just making sure they get dry afterwards. The only time I can imagine ever losing a drum is if it sat in water for an expend, you know, yeah. or a, even a guitar or a bass or any wooden instrument. Yeah. If it sits in water for too long a time, then it has a chance of getting warped. But you know, all my drums are pretty well made, so I have no no issue with. Yeah, yeah. just don't leave them out there. Don't leave them wet. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is. It, it, I, it, I, it, it's, I, I haven't lost anything uh, due to weather related incidents, so yet. Ooh, there's still time. Well, there's a hurricane time. coming probably sometime this year, so you never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think I have either. Yeah, yeah. It's just that our, our our gear has been, and, and I have to say too, with all the with all the the improvements that they've made over over time. With uh, so we've been talking about the new board and having the having the PA now react as it should, having everything play sound like it should. Now it's just it, it it's just. Really, but the, the the other part about that is it, the, it, it's all smaller, it's more compact, it's 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 a uh, it's built better, and the I, I tell people too, if you're buying a new guitar, even the lowest of the you know the lowest line guitars are are good. You know they don't you can't get away with making shit mm-hmm. anymore. Like back in the day, you would buy a guitar at a hardware shop and whatnot. And it would be, you know, the, the strings would be so far off the off the neck. You'd have to, you know, get a couple of friends to help you push the push the strings down. To, you know, to just built this kind of made in a factory and not. But now, now the stuff is so precise. You could take a guitar, which I've done, take a guitar out of the case. You know, you know, go to the store, buy it. 
you take it out of the case, tune it, play it at the show that night. It's it, now that was not the case ever before. I mean, you still should get them set up by a professional. Liam Leach, are you listening? Um, you should always have it set up, but the quality of the stuff right now is just. It, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a dream come true for me because as a kid, I you know used to go to the the guitar shops and play the guitars you could never afford to get, and they'd just be miserable to play because they're because they're brand new and nothing's been done. But now everything is just so so just sharp shooting and just ready to go. It's just it's great, and 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 the same with the gear. We, we've had uh, some friends of ours down in Clear Lake had uh, their house flooded, and their their uh, they had a powered head. They had a powered, um, forget what it was, I think it was, but it was actually underwater. So the whole, the whole console was underwater. They dried it out. They took it out. They used it at a gig a week later and they said it was flawless. And that's just, that's all the electron, everything on it. So these, these things are built, built pretty well. Yeah. All that water cleaned off all the heads. So that's why. That's exactly (laughs) right. Yeah. Took a little shower, a little bath. Nothing, nothing wrong with cleaning the head. Exactly. (laughs) Polishing the knobs. Yeah. What? Let's take five. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what else is going on? What else is happening? Well, I haven't I haven't spoken to 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 June Narnia in a, in a while, but we were. Um, uh, me and Chad did the other day. <laughs> they were texting us last night. <laughs> so Uh-oh. ridiculous. Uh oh. They came up with some new new new. Uh, Let me see if I can find new, it. New concoction. It's uh, oh. so when we were up in when we were at June's house back in uh, February, we were we were mixing uh, screwball and uh, eight ball. We were mixing the balls together. Screwball is a peanut butter whiskey. Screwball. Eight ball is a chocolate type whiskey. And so we were making peanut butter cups. You had a sniff of it, Patrick. You thought it was delightful and it would taste it. So that was our nightcap for a couple nights in a row. But now they found something called dough ball and it's cookie dough flavored whiskey. And so they were mixing that with the eight ball last night. So they got dough ball and eight ball, and they called it date ball. Like the, the, the word eight, like eight, eight, with a D in front of it, date ball. He said, it's literally heaven. And Chad said, I don't know if I'm ready for literal heaven. And I wrote back, I'll go there if you don't call it heaven. So, wow. So that was our exchange last night with, with June. Wow. Yeah. Well, last time, last time we spoke, last time we spoke, it was all coffee. See, they, 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 they don't talk, they don't, they don't talk that dirty talk to me. They just save the coffee. But, uh, we have a brand new shipment of, of, of Blackridge Brew as well, which, which, you know what? That would go well with that date. That would go coffee in that. I bet, I I bet you're would. right. No, it's not. Yeah. It sounds, yeah. sounds pretty good. Can't wait for, the, uh, I can't wait for the holidays. That would be a good holiday, uh, coffee drink, I think. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. The holiday being uh, any day that ends with the letter Y. Y, yes. Speaking of holidays, is it is it too early for Christmas songs? No. Uh, depends. No, that's not a Christmas song. That's an incontinent song. <laughs> oh. Well, what, I guess what, what what's what song are you not ready for, Eric? I think uh, any song that has to be uh, that 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 invokes like the the good time cheer part of the holidays, like the blackguards uh, Christmas song. Um, Every day is Christmas, I think is a universally any time of the year kind of a song. Yeah. Because it's, it's, in almost, the lyrics. <laughs> it's almost like it's, it has Christmas themes, but it's not really about Christmas. It's about uh, the subject matter is completely different. Mm-hmm. 
So yes, we can play that one at any time. Well, that brings us right back to uh, uh, song cancellation, like we've been talking about. But I, I have to ask this question. I ask it. I ask, I'm sincere when I ask: Is songwriting and lyric writing is it getting worse and worse and worse? Yes, it is. I just I do not understand. I, I've I, I've listened to the radio, uh, not by choice, and it's not my radio. I promise you. But when I've heard it, and we heard, we we started first noticing the the theme or the pattern. What what do they call it? The system when they use it, the formula, the, Form. this formulaic um, songwriting thing where they'll do the you know like this structured. And, and the lyrics and the auto tune and the instrumentation and the subject matter is so fucking transparent. It's so weak that it's it actually invokes, you know, like a, a, a rage. I mean, it really can it can it can push me to, you know, yeah. Well, uh, Rick Beato had a has he got a few videos about this where he's kind of trying to dissect, you know, why this has happened, that, that songwriting has started going downhill. And he's and that it's saying a lot for him because he's got, he, he has really broad taste, or at least the, his ability to appreciate different kinds of music is much broader than mine. That's for sure. Cause he, he's got a, an appreciation for pop, you know, like even current stuff, he can pick out the stuff that's good about it, but he's not, but he does at the same time, he does point out what where their where pop music is failing right now and it has a lot to do with the fact that a lot of the big hits that have come out in the past 15 years or so have been written by the same like two or three people and they keep repeating the same formula as you're saying over and over again and that's what kids today who are now out there writing their own songs have grew up listening to this crap so there's very you hear the same chord progressions over and over again you have very unimaginative uh melodies um, that they, that sound familiar because you've heard them a million times before. And, um, I think that we, <laughs> we were fortunate that our, our generation came, you know, rock and roll itself came after a long, uh, period where, where sort of jazz influence stuff was, was really popular. You know, all the, all the really, the good songs, the good popular songs that were written back and throughout, throughout the thirties, forties, fifties and stuff Yeah, were written by, but frequently, I think jazz trained musicians, or at least had those, those people playing with them. So you've got really, really, by by today's standards, anyway, extremely complex uh, chord uh, structures and really great melodies and stuff that the kids today who are writing stuff just don't have that palette. Yeah, don't have that palette uh, available to them because they just don't list. They haven't. They didn't grow up listening to that stuff, so it's not in their brain. That's my theory, anyway. That's kind of what Rick Beato has said as well. Yeah, it, it, it's not it's not a fun way to uh, to be introduced to some of these artists. Or I, I, artist is generous, but it's just the 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 ease in which these songs. I heard that song actually. We were talking about canceling songs, and I heard that song uh, that you were talking about, Chad. I think it's in a TV ad. That, that that country so of course now 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 oh, yeah it, it was in a it was on a would it be a Chili's ad probably were you talking about the boys around here that song I was talking about a couple oh shows maybe ago? it's maybe it's not that one it no, was you're that, thinking that, of it was uh, you're thinking of the chicken fried song Ch- yes it's an yes. Applebee's 
thing. It's the Applebee's. one. It's, it's the one that they're talking about the bombing of Kiev, and then they go right to an Applebee's commercial, which That's is ex- one of the worst commercials ever. Just based on even without the sound, the commercial <laughs> looks visually yeah. looks terrible. With some yeah. white guy in, bl- in blue jeans and a cowboy hat shaking his ass, and uh, and uh, and Applebee's actually apologized for that. <laughs> they're like, we didn't intend for this commercial to happen during a CNN news break when they're talking about the bombing of, yeah. of people, etc. But yeah, that song is not only um, uh, terrible, like, but if you listen to the lyrics, and it's, the funny thing is I had to teach this song to one of my students because they, they really, I'm not going to say what gender they are, but they really like this song. And I'm like, okay, yeah, if you like this song, I'm happy you like it. It's got a cool, it does a cool drum thing where it's like a, like a boom chick, boom chick, and then it goes to like a halftime feel. So, and we were talking about a halftime feel anyway. So the song was very like, okay, this is a cool way to teach this thing. Because she, oh, I already gave out the ghost. Because she likes this song. However, after listening to that song a couple of times, basically the gist of it is, um, if you're a veteran or you are married to someone who has died in a war, we need to thank them because we can go eat at KFC. Is basically the, the gist <laughs> of the whole song. Because they talk about we have to thank you know the stars and stripes and the ones who died so we can get a little bit of chicken fried. On, on the weekend and stuff like that. Jesus That's Christ. what the fucking song is about. And I am not going to sugarcoat it because it's a shitty song and it's a shitty... I, I have very strong feelings about the subject of veterans and how we treat um, the flag and stuff like that in this country, which I'm not going to get into right now because this is not a political podcast. But the fact that they said, it's because of these people fighting for our freedoms that we can eat chicken fried whatever. Yeah, fuck all That's of you. That's wrong with songwriting is stuff like that. And people love that fucking song. People, not us, obviously, but there are millions of people that love that song and identify with that song. Wow. Well, that's a, that's a whole nother level level of pander that I've <laughs> I've never seen. Yeah. But uh, I, actually, I've seen it. But it's it, it's just it's hard to fucking believe that you could. Ugh. Uh, well, so that goes back to songwriting, and what what that tells me it's, it's sort of like jumping on what Chad was saying, what 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 Rick Beato was talking about. But and it's always been it's always been this way. It's just sometimes we don't notice it because we are so in love with either a certain genre or a certain era of music. But it doesn't matter if the music was from the twenties, thirties, forties, and up. There's always yeah. been there's always been shitty songs. There's yeah. always been shitty lyrics. And there's a reason why some songs are hits, some songs or some songs endure, and why others are never, ever heard from again. And a lot of it has to do with public opinion, but a lot of it has to do with what Chad was talking about was, is the song structured right? Are the chords interesting enough for musicians to keep playing those songs? That's why you still hear um, a lot of like of the classic songs from the 60s still being played today, still being used in commercials today. Is because there's something about that song that appeals to a, a much wider crowd. A lot of the stuff that's being written today appeals to a certain crowd, but to that standpoint, are any of these songs that we're hearing today going to last? The 60s were how many years ago? Fucking that many 60, 60 years 50, ago? 50 years ago? 52. Yeah. <laughs> so we're still hearing songs from there and we're still enjoying them. Not just us, like everybody. Yeah. Are we going to listen to a song from 2007 and be like, oh my God, this song <laughs> takes me back to. It's hard to imagine. It's not going to happen. 
Yeah. All the stuff is just all the stuff that's being written today is all most of it's completely throwaway stuff. Yeah. Well, that's and that that also addresses the 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 computer the age that we're in right now is where I want it now, and and I'll and I'll get it now. However, it doesn't mean fuck all to you. You're going to get it today. You're going to order it today. It's going to be arrived today, but it's not going to mean shit to you because it's it, it, it's all throwaway bullshit. You yeah, know, you, you want it now, but are you going to want it tomorrow? No, because then you'll be on to the, whatever the next shitty. Song exactly. So, and, it, and, so you, yeah. yeah. To Chad's point about auto-tune, and then I'll shut up for a second. Chad's point about auto-tune, I was talking with a sound engineer, and uh, I think we talked about this a, a little bit in Weston, because I made a point of saying, I sort of like some of Michael Buble's stuff, because especially the swing stuff, he's kind of bringing back like that old like Rat Pack kind of shit, and I, I appreciate that, because at least he's, some of his stuff is at least like paying tribute to like the Franks and the Deans and, and the Sammies and stuff like that. But, of course, he uses auto-tune on some of his popular stuff. He doesn't need to, but the reason why he does it, and a sound engineer told me this years ago, is because so many people today to are so used to hearing people use mm-hmm. auto-tune that when somebody just sings in their regular voice, it doesn't sound right to them. It sounds like, oh, that, I don't like the way that sounds because it doesn't sound correct to them. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and, and that's why auto-tune is so prevalent but it also to me it just it's a cop out and it sounds like shit it doesn't sound like you're not good yeah. enough to sing with your own voice and why are you yeah why I, are you I, singing i i think yeah what, what buble is doing all that stuff is, is is just it's it's sickening to me that 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 that's a thing that they do it because they only put it on there because it that they think that that's what people want to hear right. I, there are other people like like some other artists who who use it as an effect you hear that a lot where it's very obviously where the, the auto tune's cranked up so high that it sounds, you know, has that kind of computer esque, you know, the the the, the waveforms of it are, are are very very obviously not natural. I don't like the sound of that, but I can forgive that because it's it's just basically a vocal effect that's kind of different. But if you have just a touch of it, which I assume was what Michael Bublé is doing, where it's just it's just barely enough. noticeable, but yeah. he, but he only does it on his pop stuff when he sings like the jazz, the big band stuff. He sings normally. Normally, as normally as he can sing, um, but the pop stuff, there's definitely a, a, a tinge of it, and I'm probably yeah. that's a producer saying this will get you more likes, right? <laughs> kind yeah. Of thing. What do you think about um, this? Is, Rick Beato has pointed this out too. Is, is something that that mixers do, or uh, yeah, mixing engineers do? Well, they'll they'll take a, a sampled snare sound and trigger it to the the actual recorded snare. Basically, essentially replacing all the snare sounds. Is that by the I mean, you that's, that's whatever. I mean, if that's what they want to do because they think that snare sound is going to make people dance or, or whatever. Yeah. I'm not I'm not morally opposed to that because I know that that happens. I mean, if you listen to almost any record, I'm sure that they're fucking around with the drum sound yeah. in some way, you know, even, on the, stuff, even on the stuff that we love. I'm sure yeah. that they're tweaking. But it, this has apparently been going on for a while. He, he, did, he has a video where he's showing he, – he plays several different songs from a broad – broad uh, array of different types of genres and it's like it's the same snare sample that you keep one of them was rage against the machine uh and i can't remember what the other ones are but it's the songs you wouldn't even expect like yep yeah, they, they do that on that kind of music too yeah i mean i think i think uh, i think what mixers or even producers probably realize is that particular sound either works or it makes the song you know sonically different i i, I have i have no uh, no i no idea but I, like I even told, uh, you know, uh, when we were going into um, Edgewater, I was, you know, I was talking with Isaiah about 
their drum sound. He's like, oh yeah, no, it's 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 a regular PDP kit, which is a kind of a you know mid level professional drum set. Not the greatest, not the worst, and they just use whatever kind of samples they want on mm-hmm. on those drum sounds to make it sound like you know the greatest, like a Ludwig nineteen sixty five, whatever you know kind I of. Thing. Yeah. I'm all for that. I'm all for that M- matching the you know m- matching the 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 makeup of the song. Sure. I've even you know I've thought about you know using. Uh, that triggers or, you know, just effects on the drums just for that, you know, just, just that ginormous sound in a small room. And, uh, again, having a little bit more control over, but I, I just think that, you know, at, at this moment, we should take the time to consider playing to backing tracks. You know, I just think that we should, you know, let's just, <laughs> <laughs> we should do that for all the people who keep complaining about the lack of fiddle. Here you go. Where's fiddle? Yeah. Jeez. I'll get a, I'll get a, uh, uh, so we'll have a click track set up and then I'll get a, I'll get a, uh, SPDX pad and then it'll be labeled, you know, Botany Bay, Foxconn yes. or whatever. And then it's right, I'll just go hit it and it'll start just, and then we'll just, we'll just go. Fuck it. We'll do we it live. A, one of those, these dolls, those, those dancing things that, that kind of go back and forth, not the air things, but the little things that the Christmas things that, yeah, they move to music. Yeah. Just as whenever the fiddle starts playing it, it'll just, it'll just do this. There we go. It's holding like a paper fiddle or something. I don't know. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. <laughs> can we just implement that today and then we can all just take the, take, take the rest of the year off. Just there have the go. money sent to us. Right. We'll do like the Dio thing went back in 2017 where they had the uh, the hologram. We'll just do a hologram show of us. Yeah. We'll just show yeah. up with a we'll just show up with a screen and and a, and a projector and push play and. Pay I us. got a, Hold on, I just got some of the door. Hold on. Okay. Okay. So the the, the case the uh, the iPad arrived yesterday and the case arrived today just for the uh, speaking of shit that that you don't want. Uh, that you won't want in a while, but this is a this was a kind of a. An emergency, you know, the, but, uh, the, so, the but, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I got well, everything, I got everything up and running last night. I still, I still, uh, you know, I, I was telling Chad before you got here is, uh, we're going to bring the, the QSC with us for a few more shows <laughs> just to make sure. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the tutorials on some of these, on some of, on, on this, on this board are, tremendous and there's so many there's so many avenues there's so much to do but believe it or not i've learned more in the last few days on this board than i've known about in all the years of sound that we've been running from the state and it's just of course luba as well so uh i i just i would use this opportunity to say boys and girls ladies and gentlemen month of march merry month of march come and see us Come and see us. It's going to be a blast. We're talking to uh, young Heidi Riggs today, Mrs. Heidi Riggs today, and uh, giving her the final set list. But before we go too far afield on that, let's go right back to this beautiful auto-tune stuff, and let's uh, eliminate a couple of songs, boys and girls. I think we know what Eric's song is. Uh, I could do without the uh, whatever that song is called. Chicken Fried by yeah. Zach Brown Band, I think. Is that, is that who it is? I think so. Oh. You, you know, you know our, our, our good friend, uh, birthday boy, young Jeff Duncan, plays in a, uh, a Zach Brown tribute band. <laughs> yeah, he sure does. Wow. i got to ask him about that. Let me make sure that it's correct. I'm going to goggle it right now. Yep. First song on the list. Wow. Chicken Fry by Zach Z-A-C. Fucking- oh, Zach Brown? He's fucking mooks. 
Oops, it's like a poster for Tacovas or something. It's just like, like they're just, they know that it's going to be used in a commercial. It's like, it's what like, can we write that's going to be placed in a commercial? It's like Pinto Ranch presents a Zach Brown band. Fucking bullshit. Anyway, I'm not, I'm not bitter. I can almost forgive, but, but I'm not, I'm not forgiving them. I can almost forgive artists, especially artists like that who know that they have a line to giving, getting songs used in commercials. Cause that's really the only way you can make big money these days, I would imagine. Is getting getting placement like that. They're the band. They're the band. They kind of pulled a Sturgill Simpson or, or vice versa. They're the band that sort of like created their persona of being like these good old boys, uh, you know, country America flag waving shit. And then they put out this record that was completely experimental and turned their fans completely off. <laughs> like they went out like in psychedelic land. And Sturgill Simpson did the same thing. He kind of like. Sturgill was kind of hailed as the new savior of country music. Like he sounded more traditional or classic, like the old, the old guard. And then he came out with this fucking weird record and people are just like scratching their heads. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I admire that or it pisses me off. I can't figure out where I stand on that, on that deal. You could just live in, you could just wallow in a little anger. That's okay. I could live in silence. That would be fun. <laughs> I, can, I can appreciate that. <laughs> Maybe I'm glad I am going deaf. That way I don't have to hear any more of that shitty music. <laughs> uh, Your last year should be just going. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> anyway, chicken fried. That's my selection for the week. All right, Chad, what you got? Uh, t- t- continuing this theme of songs that are used in commercials, fucking going back in time. Taking care of business. That one you hear. Taking care of business by BTO? Yeah. Right. yeah. Fair enough. Fuck it. Another one they have too. Same one. I'm doing two songs now. The other one, uh, you ain't seen nothing yet. Baby, you just ain't seen nothing, nothing yet. Now, is that, I think that's, is that Randy that, Bachman solo? Is it? Same guy from the same band. Not a bad song. Again, just, I like, I like that song. We, we hear it a million Not fucking bad. times. It's yeah. used in, in like 10 commercials a year, both of those songs at least. I'm glad Randy's making some money, or is he already dead? I can't no, remember. No, yeah, I'm, I'm, I just don't want to hear it again. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're erasing um, it from time, so you would never have heard it. Yeah, yeah, so, I'm, okay. I'm okay with that too. You're okay. okay with that. Right. I'm, I'm Patrick, erasing these people's paychecks. I, I'm going to stay in there. I'm going to stay in there. Last week, I, I, I nixed whiskey in the jar, uh, just just to stop all these fucking things to do. The other one I'm going to nix is uh, along the same lines. It's called the the bog down in the valley. Oh God! Yeah, you're welcome. Who knows? Yeah, this yeah please get rid of that one. Every, you would, you see, if you weren't so deaf, you would know that we that we are on a regular basis re- requested to yes to play this song, and I go, well, I tell you what, I'll play this song if you get your mother in here. Yeah, no, I'm just, I, I better leave it at that. <laughs> but uh, uh, it, it's 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 not only it's it's uh, I mean, I, I, like some songs, it takes it takes a certain amount of skill to play. However, it takes. A lot of skill for me not to, you know, go on a knife wielding rampage when I hear it because it's it, it's so long, it's nonsensical, it's uh, it's not even a you know it's not the chord progression is nothing that you know. So anyway, that's my that's my pick. I hate it. Look it up. Look it up if you want to hear it. And it's, just, uh, it's essentially like a children's song. Yes, exactly. What's the name of the song again? Bog bog down in the valley. Or, or uh, rare, rare bog, rattling bog, rattling bog, excuse me, rattling bog. Is that what it is? Yes. Yeah. 
I swear, I mean, and, we need to go back. Uh, Chad, oh, oh, the Rattling Bog, the, 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 the Valley. Oh, yeah, Chad okay. has a better memory than me and Patrick combined, I think. So um, you, you need to go back over the next couple of weeks, and I, I want the names of all the songs that we are are banning. And I, I, I seriously, I want to make a playlist and post it up on Apple Music or something like that. I got like, Fuck okay. these songs or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Really, I was actually it. going through my, like, kind of, scrolling through apple music like trying to think of something it's it's not easy for me to think of these things i have a suggestion yes for the next two hours play 107.5 the eagle <laughs> and you'll find plenty a, of fodder that is for a sure that day. we're doing right now yeah or 99.1 either mm-hmm. one sunny mm-hmm. 99.1 either either station and you will have you know a list this long yeah. You know, it's funny to me, and, and again, going back to what we we're talking about before about what will we will we be listening to songs today? You know, in twenty years, when I was a kid, when I, you know, being a teenager in the eighties, and being completely disgusted by pretty much everything that was top forty, all that stuff now has kind of a kitschy charm to it. I mean, there, there's stuff like Duran Duran that I actually have an appreciation for now that is good. You know, yeah, but there's there's stuff like most of those songs I couldn't stand back then. I don't mind hearing now, but it, they're also like way better. <laughs> most of the pop stuff, you, you can pick like the worst big top 10 hit from the eighties, probably 10 times better than any, any of the top 10 stuff we're hearing, you're hearing right now. Probably. But you're saying that you, you think that you think that that's just dead, right? We're not going to be thinking that in 20 years about anything that's being put out today. Maybe, maybe I, I don't know. Well, that's, we may not because we don't listen to it, but yeah. there may be like the, the younger generation might be like, Oh my God, remember this song. But then again, in 20 years, I mean, what's going to be, you know, what's going to be our music source. What's going to be music in 20 years too, as well. You know, yeah. is it going to be all nostalgia stuff from the, what that from the 2020s? Ugh. I can't even imagine that. Imagine. Yeah, hey, yeah, guess what, guys? Weird. It's 2020 night here at the dance club. Come on down and hear your favorite songs from... That would be... I would kill myself if, I, if that's the case. In 20 years, I might be dead, so who gives a shit? I was going to say, I don't think uh, that cocksucker Putin's going to let, let, let the world last that long. So. Yeah, if he's got a say in it. Yeah. Well, on that note, I yeah. need to run, so... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, St. Patrick's Day, Heights Theater. Get your tickets now. VIP is sold out. The rest of it's yeah. going quick. So then make yeah. sure you get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Also, Patty's Eve in Dallas, Texas at True. Four David's Pub, March, 6th, March 16th. Those are the two big shows. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, again, we're, we're delighted to have you. And um, we will be chatting soon, no doubt. All right, y'all. Rock on, y'all. Enjoy. Chad, hit the button. Hit the button, Chad. <laughs> <laughs>